records that and let you know how long the counts down and oh shoot oh shoot okay and this is being uploaded to the cloud every every frame so cool okay no it's fun <laughs> bruh but no you gotta see you gotta see my new baby like cause I haven't really like broken it in yet but like she sits pretty that's why I was trying to do it on the computer cause I was like oh if I could I could just draw on that and then be sitting there while we're doing like recording and stuff and just be like hey cool and then I got this this was a present and I'm like I was listening to it yesterday I had it in such a vibe I had like uh, what was it Uh, I had the light change to purple and then I was playing Frank Ocean and Claire said she came in here she was like it felt like a damn uh, lamp in here or somewhere and she was like it feels like a void of just like a chill vibe and I'm like I, I just kind of want to stay in here now I'm like what like she she took a gummy and she was like I, I feel like I can't even get out the room like I'm just stuck here like like well welcome to welcome to the lamp welcome to the genie's lamp welcome to the lamp <laughs> welcome to the lamp Trying to get us a little music going, but uh, thing wants to add fun. Actually, does that change if I don't change? Nah, it doesn't. We hear regardless. Um, I think I can play some. Actually, I can set this here. This is what I was talking about, the marker room. Supposed to be like like really good supplement for general health. So um check it out. I'm taking something similar to it, it's a good effect. Because mm-hmm. um, for the moment I have like ashwagandha tea, so I need to Cause I used to take the gummies for like stress and everything. Cause like yeah. you said, it does like help mood stabilize and everything. So I used to take those, like there was the pill capsule ones and the, maybe the gummy ones. And so I was like, yeah. the gummy ones were kind of cool. Cause you could feel the mellow effect of it, like seeping in and you're just like, okay. Yeah. And they start feeling a little bit sleepy. Like, and no, it doesn't even make me sleepy. Like, it just makes me feel like I'm like, a blissful body high like whenever you take indica and you like in the couch type deal it almost feels like okay like i feel relaxed oh yeah and then the um this is all the stuff i was getting when we were on call earlier i was in the store um sun warrior protein this is a plant-based mm-hmm. plant-based uh protein and that's the chocolate one right hell yeah 
Oh the shit! Okay. Because me, I know in the morning I make uh, peanut butter and like strawberry smoothie. So if I add that as a base powder in the protein and like put dope. peanut butter with it, it's it's a wrap right there. Yeah. And this right here, this is the the brand I was talking about, uh, the pre workout. Oh, like oh, a lot that's of people, scary cinema. Like, a lot of people have been taking this. Like I see it around a lot. We got the mm-hmm. sour patch flavors. You can see, um, but I definitely need to get back on this. But just some suggestions because I know you're trying to like get into, you know, like more supplements and stuff. Sure. But I'm trying to get on your level. I'm like, okay, look, these three I- right here. These three right here. These are the ones that I'm taking as of now because. I just finished. I just finished the tub of this. Mm. It's been working pretty well. That's what it needs to do. It's 150 calories a serving, so you get your calories. Mm. You know, it also gets you more protein in general. Every workout is gonna help you during your workout. Help you recover fast. Like basically, what it does is it helps store water in your muscle cells so that they can get bigger. Expand. Oh, so that's how. So that's how they turn water weight into actual mm-hmm. muscle. Dang. Okay, that makes that makes plenty of sense now. Well, partially because, you know, like naturally you have water weight, but mm-hmm. you know it adds to it. You know. Yeah. Well, body fat too. So I wonder. Because I know my body fat is, like, low. And I'm, like, I know that's, like, due to the amount of me, like, not eating on a constant basis. Like, it gets to a mental health point of where I know, like, especially with Virgo Moon coming on. They, uh, my friend who's an astrologer named Sunny, he does music, too. And he's my friend on uh, TikTok. So, uh, he was talking about how uh during the virgo full moon there's about to be uh like virgos are going through like eating disorders and stuff like that or if you have virgo in your sixth house placement uh it basically affects like your uh like your food or like how you what is it like kind of like almost like fasting but it's like you'll have like eating disorders of like not being hungry or just and I'm like uh-huh. I've always gone through that but now that I know what it is it makes me be like okay so mentally I know I need to like eat and like try to eat even if I don't feel like eating at least trying to put something of substance in my body and making sure I'm conscious of what I'm putting in my body as well because uh-huh. like I since I've been like trying to slowly work my way to vegan I've been like using vegan products for like I use vegan toothpaste that's fluoride free because you know you gotta keep that third eye clear and I'm like "Mm, okay you know what I'm not not doing that that fluoride stuff and my dentist already said my teeth are good so I'm like okay if I just get my teeth are good and I don't need fluoride in it we good we good that's good that's good yeah man definitely um and you know, sometimes with like products like that, it's better for you. Like, I don't know, because I'll even say, like, you know, we were talking about dieting, like nutrition and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, I did learn a while back that like vegan options are actually very effective if you know you know the right stuff to get, the right stuff to mm-hmm. cook, like the right things to put in your body. It can be very effective. Like there's a lot of like vegan bodybuilders out there and whatnot, and like I've been meaning to look into that more. Because I just need, like, pretty soon, I just need, like, one week where I can go all plant-based. For real. Because, because it's, like, I understand why people say you can't go back to chicken and stuff like that whenever you're, like, vegan, but I don't know. Like, I'm like, am I going to miss the flavor of, like, how something tastes? But, like, whenever you, like, get into cook cooking... Like, you always have something that can substitute for something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, okay. But I don't know. Like, mushrooms, I can eat mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Like, I don't feel heavy or anything. And, like, portobello mushrooms or sauteed, I'm like, <clears throat> those, those would fire. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, grilling mushrooms in the pan with some other vegetables. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's like a go Or even if it's like on a tray, like uh, what Claire's family does, they do, uh, they'll chop up vegetables and they'll put it on a vegetable tray and put olive oil on it and then like put it inside the oven and let it cook like that. Those be good too. Nah, for, for sure. Like, Brad got the sticky notes out. He said, that's how you know it's serious. That means. Like, look, cause I'm I'm over here. Look, I'm dead ass over here planning out like all of next week. Like I don't need nothing, no holes, no cracks, no nothing. Like everything planned out, cause I need to be on a budget. I need to be on nutrition. Like for real, for real. You right? Sure. I'm up here. Oh wait, like, yeah. So, bro, this shit gotta get it done. Like, cause I'm one thing I'm tired of doing is like having like a goal or some goals in mind and like not going for them and not actually you know putting my all into them not actually um not actually like making this shit happen on a complete level so tomorrow in the morning I gotta get up at I said I said 5am for gym time but really I think it's gonna be 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Get up at 4 a.m., go to the gym, come back, like, maybe sleep for a little bit more, and get up so I have time to make my breakfast and shit. But I'm trying to get serious about using my time in the morning, you know, because once I'm at work, you know, I got to be focused on work. Mm-hmm. And I get out of work, come home, you know, I'm too tired to do some shit, so... Like either end up doing what I need to do, or I just don't like at all. For real, mine is basically it's trying to get more. Easier. Wait, you said what? Oh no, I was about to say like it's just been easier to like go to the gym in the morning, mm-hmm. like really early in the morning, or go like on my lunch break because then it's like I don't have to worry about after when. I'm at home trying to figure out whether I even want to do anything else or not, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, with me, I just don't have a gym membership at the moment. If I start using that for, like, my business, or not necessarily for my business, but, like, 
use it under like my business account and just kind of like it kind of like counts as one of those resources for like your personal like almost kind of like a benefit like if you're uh the ceo you covered by a certain insurance or something like that or you got like it it almost as like a write-off like you're keeping your body in shape and stuff like that and you're it, it goes along with health and stuff like that so i'm like okay i need to try to check out because uh, they just built the planet fitness up the street so i was going to see what the rates are for that but as far i've been trying to like get my uh resume like update my resume or like put some type of artistic spin on my resume so like when i turn it into people they're always like like eye-catching or being like oh yeah okay we want to like keep you on like contact or something like that just because projects come up and i've been working on um uh doing a whole bunch of freelance stuff for uh, my cousin uh but he's like doing good because he's like been actually paying for me so shout out to family that really be supporting you and don't be trying to he's like oh i'll actually pay your prices and stuff like he already paid like 500 and then getting an extra 50 for doing like good work and stuff because i had like a presentation and everything and kept him updated throughout the process so he's like oh yeah he's like i really appreciate the work and everything that you've been doing so um and so like to like yesterday I was finishing up his business cards and his letterhead and was trying to get like a signature from him so like whenever he sends like letters and stuff like that it has his like signature on that to make it official how good are you when it comes to business cards um business cards they're cause what they're doing is that they're getting printed from uh this company but like this the high tech era now is starting to be a I wonder if there's I think because there's uh, something on uh, like an app where you can do like uh, you can send digital business cards uh-huh. and I typically use that for like if I'm wanting to connect with people or I'm like been trying to get more serious and use that to be like oh if you want to get in contact with me definitely use this here's like my card if you ever want to like collaborate or something like that or want to get in contact so I like use that for some of my um, deliverables but as far as like business cards on me I really don't use them but for his I mean like how, how good are you when it comes to like designing them uh it depends on what kind of mood you're going for like I'll look at inspirations for some and then based on what the business is and like what you visually want like if you're wanting minimalistic or if you're wanting something like abstract but still get something like hold on let me see I have because I'm really thinking something like minimalistic like I want to simplify it like I don't want it to be like over want the business to speak for itself more than the cards you know mm-hmm. but I want the cards to be kind of bold and simple like this is the final design that he approved for I like that so it was like very simple very minimalistic and that's the front of it and then like this is the the back of it 
And so it's just something to be like, okay, here you go. Like, definitely, especially whenever, because if he wants me to do his website and stuff, then that's just going to keep me on his contract to like manage his, uh, his website and stuff. But that's like a different source of income coming in because I'm still trying to focus on Royal Rebirth. So like I'm in the process of like shifting gears towards that and then getting uh, like podcast stuff because when I upload podcast stuff, they just send me something about uh, how you get paid and uh, when you can like cash out and stuff through Anchor. So like when I start uploading episodes and getting streams or like listens, it like basically puts like 20 or like five, 10 cents in your pocket and then it adds up based on how many times people listen to it. So like if somebody shares it and like keeps doing it, it like keeps adding to that listening stream and it builds up and then you just cash out at one point. But okay, you know what? I'm gonna cash out at this. And so that's like another source of income. Been working on like trying to build my portfolio to be like an art director, but also like an art like consultant as well. So it's just kind of like I'm a contract artist that does freelancing and I do like different mediums and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, how can I do this to benefit this? And then well, I was like, oh, I need to start getting into NFTs and investing. So that way it like resources back and like kind of has its own funnel to go through. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I've been thinking lately about a lot of things business-wise, like, because you know me, like, I took a break on, like, handling clients and, you know, doing all this and that, but it's like, it's starting to speed back up again. Mm-hmm. Like, people are needing stuff done, um, and I'm really having to, like, it, like what you said reminds me, like, I'm really having to make, like, some executive decisions in terms of like you know anything from like pricing to how how things are done like it's just it's a lot but it's it's pushing me i'm i'm in a phase of my life right now where i'm being pushed to like take responsibility of more things like us aries mm-hmm. we're natural leaders mm-hmm. so like i'm being pushed into like position where I'm having to act as a leader and not like a follower mm-hmm. I'm really having to think in terms of I have control of this ship and either it's gonna it's gonna sink or it's gonna sail like it's all up to the boat. So see I think definitely with with both of our planets being Mars it basically like instruct like during April it ignites that creativity like it lingers from Pisces season because like I always feel tired in Pisces season and then once it gets to Aries season I'm like more motivated more like goal driven so then once it gets towards the Scorpio season and I'm going like isolation I've been like okay you know what I've been posting stuff now and I'll like have this good news be like oh yeah I'm about to start posting then I go MIA again for like the next year and I'm like okay cool but is like learning to utilize that energy or like what days I throughout the week work best with 
like what planet that sign is in so like if the sun sunday is like leo and that's like leo and scorpio for me because my son is scorpio so it's like that raging fire of like relaxation or like just sun soaking days i'm like okay these are that's this and then mondays are moving days those are typically like my fasting organization mental organization <laughs> and <laughs> bro's like trying to play it off like it's not happening at all it was, it was like ding ding i was like hey brabbing it definitely no bro hey, do you watch uh we bear bears Mm-mm. bro you missing out it get real deep on uh we bear bears i'll be like what did like some of the con like the the season it's something different always going on but you can relate it to your life or just be like yeah some aspect of it of or like even like getting a second view from it but it's like interesting how some of the storylines intertwine throughout the timeline of the of the show so it's like very cool and i think what kind of what kind of show is it is it like uh it's live action or it's like uh it's animated it's like uh around the steven universe uh i think that's what you're talking about is somewhat it's like around there but i just started watching like that because hbo max is the best thing to me like i almost wanted to like cancel hulu just because uh-huh. it has the original teen titans and teen titans go it has uh titans the live action one it's got euphoria um did you finish that <laughs> Ross, bruh, bruh, i finished that and why is Ma- Maddie is that chick though? She had me roll like, like I was like, there's something about you that's just, you know what you you. Maddie you know, knows how to play chess. She knows how to play chess for real, for real. Like, that's what she, I that's what I say about that's what I say about characters who who know how to make the right move. I say they know how to play chess. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say though. Like, okay, the one thing I like about Euphoria is some of the characters that you hate sometimes have legit things to say and, like, have legit reasons behind the shit they do, but it's only in certain moments, not for the overall, you know, persona. Mm-hmm. Like, Cassie, dude, I, I was telling someone the other day, I was like, you know, Cassie is crazy and annoying as she is, but none of us like Cassie, mm-hmm. but I will say this. I said the one time that I did agree with Cassie is when she she uh, called Lexi out in front of everybody at the play, and she was like, she was like, okay, so you know, you want to play games, you want to play dirty, you know, you want to put you you know you want to use everybody's trauma and everybody's um, life experiences for entertainment. You want to be the star. We're you're gonna learn how to be the star today. Right. So when she like pulled her out on the stage and shit, and she was like, "Oh, this isn't this what you wanted?" I was like, "I said, you know, as much as I hate Cassie, I was like, bro, she looks as 
point. I was like, she Loki has a point. I'm like, because Lexi was backstage and she was like, she was crying. She was like, I didn't know this was gonna happen, blah blah. I'm like, bro, you and Fez literally had a conversation about what was gonna happen if you did this. Right. Fez knew what was gonna happen. He told you. You knew it was gonna happen. You do you know where you go to high school, bitch? You know where you go to high school? Right. You okay, so my thing about that show I don't know. That show that show is a whole mess, but it's like at the same time at the same time it's really good. Like it is. I'm like bruh. Because it, it really, I because I started over from the very beginning and I started watching it because I kind of forgot how the storyline played out or like just kind of like all the names of the characters. So I was like, okay, you know what? I need to start back over, started over, binge watched it, and finished it like a week after the second season finale came out. Mm-hmm. So like I was like late to the show and I'm like, okay, well everybody's probably already talked about it on Twitter. Like, I deleted Twitter for a moment because I was like, all these leaked Twitter deals, I was like, I had to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And then finally watched it and appreciated it. I was like, okay. Okay. I was like, like, how I feel like the story could progress or something mm-hmm. was based on, because uh, we know, I feel like they're going to wait until Fez gets out of jail or something like that or has something like within the court system of that and then uh, I feel like Rue is going to I don't know I don't like her storyline I feel like she's definitely going to be clean but she's going to think about like going back to like of course Zendaya says like the it's her constant battle of like battling addiction and like being like sober and stuff like that so they're well, probably still gonna try to play on that and just think about like, the way the season ended though because mm-hmm. when the season ended she was she was she was sober like she was yeah, watching she was, the play she was finally Someone in a posted. good place that you can see it but mm-hmm. like i know they're gonna use that as an emotional like attachment to kind of be like oh you're still gonna be attached to rue but like you know she's gonna like either like find some some new addiction that she can find to or uh something pans out like they let fez out and she's like still friends with them or maybe it shows like the friendship of uh cassie and lexi and them all like together well either that or either that or what they'll do is they'll start you'll start seeing the people around fall apart like into addictions and stuff yeah because you gotta remember euphoria isn't just about her addictions yeah euphoria is about, about other people's addictions too mm-hmm. other people's other some care some of the characters in the show have addictions to toxic relationships the validation and body shaming or some characters some you know these other characters in the show they have addictions to other things so yeah people are like well why do they call the show euphoria i'm like because it's euphoric because during like, the time it's like a euphoric feeling but then but the once you is, don't realize how yeah it affects your internal life or who it affects outside of your own being so it's like a perspective in your window of like reanalyze <clears throat> yourself and see like what kind of addictions you have in your life or you feel like you can't live without and then 
that's basically like uh um like under a microscope of just being like okay like if you did like hoarders or something like that and you said like depression and stuff like that why people start hoarding and stuff like that is due to like a mental depression uh-huh. and uh what's her name was basically uh what was her cat she was going through her mental depression phase and was like self-sabotaging herself i was like oh shoot oh shoot i was like okay i was like but I she was also you, you realize also going on with her character okay so i I figured out Kat's character, so, bro, I hate the way that they portrayed her in that show in the second season, I'll tell you why. Yeah, the she was kind season, of like a, a yes, a yes man afterwards, second season, she was like definitely a yes man after uh, Kat called her out on her bullshit, like you being a cunt, and like there's no need to be a cunt towards us, like I'm trying to help you. But like when we're down to our last knee or something like that. And we what do you to, mean when Maddie tried to help Cat or Maddie no, told when, Kat uh, that? When, yeah, when yeah, whenever they were at the house and like because uh, when that isn't that when Maddie was like, I don't like Cat, I don't like your new personality or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, like Maddie told the ending, that. Yeah, but during the second season, it was like everybody was kind of like still on tensions, but I, you could feel like. Maddie and Kat like built their relationship back up in order to like talk about it or just kind of be friends. I feel like they're gonna do flashbacks of that or like through the third <laughs> season if they continue to like do the third season or keep it going. Cause no, they're gonna they're already renewed for a third season. Cause Euphoria reminds me of like Degrassi mixed with Skins or like Sex Education, so it like ties into those mm-hmm. as well, and it's like lives in that same universe for me. Okay. Okay. Euphoria is a whole different monster, though, because like you, the thing is, these characters go through so much that you that you forget they're in high school. So like, yeah. or you you forget that the main characters in high school because we rarely see them in class, sitting there. We rarely see them in football practice or you know cheerleading practice, whatever, whatever it is they do extracurricular or in the classroom. We rarely see that. Literally, mm-hmm. what we see is what revolves around their life outside of school so we forget that they are high school students that they're teenagers bro and it's like okay the thing i didn't like about cat's character is the first season it was nice like because like her character was becoming more like uh confident like she was really she was really finding herself but she she skipped over to the dark side of yeah, just her like, new persona she, very quickly she was like wanting to be self-validated but i understand mm-hmm. why her storyline is the way she is so like, it ruined her relationship with ethan yeah and so it's because just he was like, a good dude mm-hmm. he was like, a good dude and but, what she did she tried to gaslight him in that one episode yeah, he, it was like, oh, so you trying to break up with me? And then, uh, oh, well, tell me how you really felt. This is this, and then he's like, you know what? Well, we, we can just break up since you since you feel like it is the way it is. Then by all means, you were already trying to. So, like, he's like, you okay. know what? Because I went through something. I went through something similar. Like this past year, I was like, you know what? That scene reminded me a lot of this situation. I was like, you know. I said I like Ethan because at the end of the day he did what he had to do 
and didn't bat a fucking eye. Like the you could tell, like if you look at his face in that scene, bro, you could tell he was like a different person. Like he just You know what? They may use that for season three to build his story arc for Ethan and like how he took the breakup and everything and then it watch it be like a transformation or something like that of his character. We've already seen him get back at Kat, though, because she thought he was just a boring guy, and she completely forgot that he had a whole, you know, personality behind him. The problem with Kat is she tried to treat him just like she treats all these other men that she, you know, looks at online and stuff, and she forgot that Ethan had some actual value when it came to being a compatible partner or, you know, someone who's really going to be good for her. Mm-hmm. So that episode when she pulled that shit, I was like, bro, I don't care what nobody says. Cat, she, it's gonna, I don't know how she's gonna come back from that, bro, because that was straight gaslighting, bro. And I'm not even talking about like on a level where she didn't know what she was doing. She knew what she was doing, bro. And then she felt stupid because she knew she got caught in it, and he like called her out on her bullshit and was like, "Oh well, you basically just trying to break up with me. Did you just try to manipulate me to like, nah, like, okay, like that's how you feel. That's how you feel. Like I can't, I can't change that. I can't do nothing about it. Like, right? That's something that you have to do. Like, but they definitely gonna build that character art in the third season." Cause he, my boy Ethan wasn't playing around, bro. He said, he said, listen, cat, um, I don't have time for it. Like, you know, yeah. you, you know, you can play games. I'm not gonna play games, and that's that's why I like Ethan. Cause Ethan, Ethan reminds me of myself. Like he, the dog, he can be like the good guy. He can also be like the devil if you cross him the wrong way. Like, he can really have a, a sword for a tongue, if you know what I mean. So, just like... Wait, what was his name again? Uh, in the second season, uh, with Jules and uh, Rue? Uh, What's his name? Uh, Elliot? Yeah, Elliot. I feel like... Elliot was cool. Like they're probably gonna go more into his storyline too, and like how like his and Rue's uh, friendship has become. Cause Jules and Rue <clears throat> still have that awkward relationship, like where they seem like they're on mutual terms, but like they're mm-hmm. not even getting into like no deep conversation about their love life or what happened or getting back together. And I don't know. See, and the thing is with them, I feel like they may be, they, there's a chance they may be done for good because mm-hmm. I'll tell you the way season two ended, we see Ruth happy and sober at the same time for literally the first time in the series. The way she kissed Jules and walked off, it really lets you know that she was growing and she realized she did not need Jules to survive mm-hmm. and that dude honestly that second season of euphoria that shit hit for me because it's like you know not i may not be going through what these characters are going through to that extent but i can definitely some of the stuff is happening is very relatable to some of the shit that's happened with me in the past year or so so like 
just watching some of those scenes, I was like, it didn't make me uncomfortable, but it was low-key like a trigger. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially that scene with Cat and Ethan at the restaurant. Like, ooh man, that shit triggered me. Yeah, boy, that shit fucking triggered me because I was like, dude, said people be on that bullshit, man. Shout out to Lex though. Lex, Lex has a creative. She said we're gonna use real life events for this play. I was like, you're a real OG for that though. And I love the bond that uh, Fez and uh, Lexi had started building. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I love this right here. This is this is like a, a like a place that I love. This is like uh, like uh, what's it? Quality. This is quality of love right here. It's like like the red. Like I he, oh bro, uh, why they take my boy Ashtray though? For real, why? for real. Like, and why were they so petty with the way they did that scene with the little laser dot? Right. <laughs> like, dang. I was like, you real petty. Like, you went straight for the head. You a whole, you a whole dick for that. Like, dang. Bro, and, and the way, bro, the way that right, Ashtray Richard. was looking at him, bro, he said, and the fucking the music and shit it was actually kind of funny in the moment cause I was like bro why would y'all do this why would y'all do this like <laughs> it was one meme I saw um you know you know how like when Cassie when she gets mad bro she kind of look like a like an angry fish mm-hmm. bro the scene when she was it was a meme I came by where it was like a, a it was a fish it was swimming, and it's like his face in the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fish's lips are like in the camera, and it said, um, Cassie's hot breath ass staring <laughs> at the stage. I was like, bro. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> she was breathing on that window. No, okay, so I found this dank meme, and it almost kind of reminds me of, like, the whole situation with, uh... Who was it? Uh, like how Maddie thinks? I feel like Maddie thinks along the lines of Scorpio, like revenge. She's like, you know what, Nate? Like, this is gonna be some shit right here, okay? Like, yeah. Maddie, you know, Maddie knows that she don't gotta do no work though, because she don't gotta do no work because Cassie has already dug her own grave. So, right, you don't have to do any work, you know. This is along the lines of like euphoria. <laughs> <You're> done. <laughs> the whole the whole season of euphoria felt like this. It's just like oh, oh. See, bro, I'm, oh. I'm not about to play with you, man. The the show it's a mess though. It's a mess. It's a mess. And then with Cal, bro, fucking Cal. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lie. Why why am I like this? I don't know. It was very funny. I was like, bruh. 
there's this took me out. Because sometimes, like, when things is low, now I just be sitting there. Well, mentally in my mind, that's my face. Like, okay, we're ready. Hell yeah. I was just Damn. I was gonna see if my blood was awake, so I don't want up everybody on Ready Let's Grow Podcast. This is the new setup. We 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 working we working with this. We working with uh, for season two. Like it's all been audio for season two, but we're gonna start dabbling visual and audio and the future collaboration with me and Josh we about to about to grow without the you about to see transformation within this podcast and just like us as creatives and that's basically what this whole podcast is basically for so it's just kind of like highlights and just like success and obstacles that we have to get through and just kind of like staying uplifted and just being like a community type build for artists to come to because like there's more vision to the dream so it's definitely a an experience so we we're gonna y'all j- just hang with us and y'all y'all see it y'all see it but uh today we just kind of talking about how our february and march has been going and uh just kind of like tapping back in and putting the pushing the reset button on the podcast and just kind of like sharing ideas, brainstorming, brain dump, and just kind of like all the potential that we have for the podcast. And so like y'all visually see that and visually see it within our portfolios and as like individuals. So like bringing that all together is going to be very cool and like dope experience. So yeah, any, any perspective on your end, Josh? Like what you want out of the podcast or just like I want, I, want, I want us to continue to find ways to be innovative when it comes to these kind of conversations so um it's not even like it don't have to be like something that's super like organized but something that's really something that feels a little more um more like relaxed vibey like lounge like mm-hmm. very when people watch like you know we don't want them to be like feel like well it's just you know a talk like it's more than just a talk but just a conversation like mm-hmm. like sparking you know, the conversation or like initiating you know, like, even just having the lighting the way it is like this is a it's a vibe like mm-hmm. like you some podcasts you don't really necessarily see like like sometimes you see vibe but like only on like the talk show type deal like I almost wanted to be like a talk show but like it's deep conversation or even getting to a point where it's like you have studio set up and it's just like you have that area to like uh like have sit down or just like working at art stations or like working within like an in-house studio and we're just like working on two different projects but we're still in the same studio like production unit so like that's kind of 
it works. It's, it's very cool. Like, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> like, I know I've been feeling bad and just been like, man, I really need to, like, be on the, like, focused on the podcast stuff, but it's, like, igniting different fires. So, like, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, like, doing all the work I need to do to plan around that as well as, like, finding income or finding so like I'm transitioning from like different aspects of my life and seeing how that like builds my future because I would like want to be able to have like a legacy or have something that's like my own so it's like growing into your own as well as like learning and adapting through life as Uh well so it's just kind of finding that happy medium balance between the two because I definitely want the podcast to be fun, but I also want it to be like chill as well. And like, it can be serious at some points, but it doesn't have to be as serious, just depending on what conversations are happening. Because I know like everybody feels some like knows a little bit, like I'm not a big person into politics or social construct, but here and there I'll like look at stuff. Cause like, hearing news like that it kind of like it messes with you mentally and so it just kind of like I don't know it's kind of like I want to be able to like find foundations and stuff like that to give to and like get more into charity work and like something that kind of like feels healing to like for other people but knowing that it's actually getting to that resource or that company and they're actually like being mindful of how they distribute their money through their foundations and stuff like that so I'm kind of like okay you know what start looking at stuff like that and then getting along like graphic design for them and stuff like that so it's kind of like helping me shape my portfolio as well as being able to be like okay you know what there's this there's this and just kind of like building more structure within my uh, resume as well I'll get that because I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing. Like, the, the stuff is necessary for sure. For it's real, necessary. Real. It, it helps because it's better to have a full package than to have a, like something that, you know, people who want to work with you professionally mm-hmm. can really work with. So, I hear you on that. That's, that's definitely. I'll say they're minor things, but they're really major things. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, uh, just kind of like tapping back in, or just kind of like we we just finished talking about Euphoria, but have you seen uh, the Crowder family? No. You haven't seen the Prouder film? Okay, so it comes on Disney Plus and like the representation of what they have for it and everything, like how they build up and like how they go from past to the future, what we know of Prouder family now and how they like address certain topics within the show. I'm like, bro, like I don't want to give no spoilers out if you haven't seen it. So, like, I feel like you should definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. I highly recommend it, and it's very good, and it adds value. And 
like consciously or like like kind of visually seeing how like Penny is the way she is like why people love Penny you know like okay you know what okay cool and it also it, it like talks on like toxic masculinity or not toxic masculinity but like fragile masculinity how fragile it is and stuff like that like they I was like, I'm glad y'all got into it on uh, on there, and it's just kind of it's it's dope. Like the uh, like throughout the episodes, it's it's very it's it's interesting. There's not many episodes out, but it's it, so far it's good. I feel like it lives up to what it was built up to be, and it didn't take away, but it also enhanced family from the past so I'm just kind of like I like the writing and what they've done so far and I'm like okay something worth checking out yes I definitely heard that. I heard that um, there's a lot of stuff that's out right now that's really good like even though a lot of it is on streaming stuff you know mm-hmm. we want to go to the movie theater still and you know get that experience but you know, some of the stuff we have available, like, on streaming services now, TV, like, bro, you be making you question, like, do I really need to go to the movie theater? Like, I can just sit at home, the lights are on me, bro, bro, like, Chew. you know, if it gets to that point, I want that to be, and, you know, just watch something on TV, but, yeah, like, it's a lot of, there's a lot of media available mm-hmm. right now. Especially like if you, I don't know. I mean, if you can get that movie experience from your house, by all means, you don't need to go to the theater. But like people, like my parents and them, they're they're getting a house built. So like their theater room that they have, they're like getting a theater and like I don't know what they're doing for the seats and everything, but they have like this one area that they're gonna like turn into a theater, a home theater. So I'm like, okay, okay, I see y'all. And like, go, actually going back to Oklahoma for my sister's wedding. Uh, shout out to my sis, cause yeah, she's she's Ashley uh, Henderson White. And I'm like, What's oh, wedding? it was cool. I, I need to upload some uh, content from it cause I had uh, recorded on my phone, but I've been going through the battle of trying to like get the video from there to so I can like my Google Drive so I can like uh, edit it on like Pro uh, Adobe uh, Pro or something like that to uh, edit the video on there so I'm like okay and as well as work on like visual stuff because I have like my one friend Nico who wants me to work on her YouTube intro and she wanted me to give her like an estimate but I didn't have an estimate for it so I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna price it and like let her know and then just be like okay well here's how it's gonna go because it's only like 15 seconds worth or I'm like looking at the reference that she sent me and breaking it down to see what kind of elements I want to do how they the technique that they did and uh, apply it based on like 
uh, I guess, hourly rate that I work on it or like the project as a whole, like this is how much it is. Here's the payment plan of how we get to that final goal or something like that. So uh, like talking to her about that. So I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm finishing like those logos. I got another logo that somebody wanted me to work on a brand strategy for their, uh, cause they're a, a cruise consultant or like a travel agent. And so uh, she like helps people book uh, for like uh, cruises for like, uh, like those high end cruises, like those, those type deals. So like I've been collaborating with her cause she has, uh, it's called Phoenix Sunrise group and so like they uh like we tap in every uh so of the month and we basically uh keep each other accountable for like achieving our goals that we have for our business and stuff like that so it's, it's a real cool group and uh we decided to that and uh just get more experience resources and stuff like that and like everybody has their own deal and it's almost like a networking deal so eventually be like trying stuff with that and just kind of make this big net of like networking for groups and stuff like that and creatives and just kind of build that but yeah oh another thing i i recently started uh i started watching uh the rest of the season five for Teen Titans like the OG Teen Titans and I I didn't realize in the third season they actually start like you start realizing some of the personality traits uh, are dealing with like the chakras and stuff like that like each character and like each of them deal with stuff on a different realm like Robbins is always fear or feeling like he won't get the like he'll let his team down or like let Root that man down. Huh? Root yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you like start going up and you're like, okay, orange would be Speaking of Root, we got all this red. Right, exactly. <laughs> the root red. But that's that's basically why I say Mars energy, because it's all like whenever you see the planets, uh it says that Scorpio and Aries candle would basically be red because we're both ruled by Mars. I was like, oh, okay. And like white is like the moon, yellow is the sun, purple is for uh, like Mercury. So you're just kind of like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. And I think uh, Libra or like Libra and Taurus is green. So that's like things that you love and that's like those are the ruling planets for Thursday and then Friday is I believe Sagittarius and Gemini no Gemini's for Wednesday with Virgo so I would say Pisces maybe Friday maybe tell me why I was I was hanging out with one of my friends he was just going away party because he, he's in the army he's in the army reserve and he's about to go away like for like half a year to do some training mm-hmm. and we had a going away party yo why are like three of us were on a balcony and we 
people are all talking about like astrology, what I signed for and stuff. And one of them was like, wait, so all three five signs? I'm like, yeah. They're like, Josh, what are you? And I am an Aries. Leo is a Leo. Mm-hmm. That's, that was his name. Like, he's a Leo, but his name's Leo. And then this other guy, um, that was with us in, on the porch, like his name, I forget his name, but he's a Sagittarius. And the one that's a Leo, he was like, wait, wait. He was like, out of us, which one is a Sagittarius? And the other guy raised his hand and he like slowly slid away. I was like, bro. <laughs> I said, bro, y'all be, I said, I used to think everybody clowned us Aries. I said, but now I realize it's the Sagittarius is we gotta stay away from. The Sagittarius be, they be clowns to their own selves sometimes. I'm like, bro, like, every time there's those, uh, like, those Sagittarius memes, they're always, like, the prankster being like, oh, okay, like, nonchalantly not taking anything serious. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, <laughs> It's funny because I like convert astrology into like cartoons. So like we, when I watch We Bear Bears, is Grizzly, Panda, and Ice Bear, and uh, I looked it up on uh, Twitter because like Cartoon Network put on Twitter like when the uh, signs for the characters are. So they were basically saying like Panda was Virgo, uh, Libra, and I think they said Pisces. And then they said Ice Bear, Scorpio, Capricorn, and uh, Tor- uh, Leo, I think. And then they said, uh, or no, he was, uh, I think he was another Earth sign. Capricorn, Scorpio, and then he was probably Taurus. And then uh, Sagittarius, Aries, and uh, what were they saying? Sagittarius, Aries. Leo. And Libra were uh, were Grizz and I was like oh gosh and it's so funny because like throughout the season you see it pan out and you kind of like look at each character and like yeah that seems like some type of fire behavior this seems like this type of behavior so I like break it down like that it's all funny like for that hey honestly bro everybody knows though everybody knows the king of the fire sign is Aries not only are we the first of the zodiac true we, like it's interesting cause I even told Claire about this I was like uh, Leo's are spoiled and whatever the fuck the Sagittarius they're just full of themselves us Aries Yeah. Oh, that means it's it's gonna not only gonna be your birthday, it's gonna be Enemine's birthday, it's gonna be Lil Nas X's birthday. I'm like, bro, I was like, all that areas, I was like, okay, this is why. This oh, is who else? Let's see, who else is an Aries celebrity? Um, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see, who else? Who else? Who else? Cause I remember I gotta look this up. Cause I remember seeing a list of like Aries. Oh, um, I don't know if you know who Ricky Jarvis is. 
That sounds familiar. A British comedian. Oh. Every celebrity, let's see, because there was a lot of them I looked at, and I was like, you know what, that makes sense, because I'm like, Aries are really good, like, entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, like, yeah, see. that's because, like, y'all, it's that part <clears throat> of passion, or, like, that willpower energy, and that's In that Roman part. mythology, in Roman mythology, Mars is the god of war, which in Greek mythology would be Ares. Mm. But Ares in Greek mythology is spelled A R E S. But it's still, you know. So we got Reese Witherspoon, Shaka Khan. Oh, yeah. Is it Ares? Jessica Chastain. Okay. I'll be Elton forgetting John. that uh, Tracy Ross be a Scorpio sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I see it, I see it, I definitely see it now, okay. <laughs> but she's, like, very chill, and seems, like, very cool, and I'm like, okay, <clears throat> nice. all right. Elton John is an Aries. Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City is an Aries. Oh, dang. Who else? Um, I remember I used to watch Sex and the City. I was like, this is very interesting. I don't know Diana why. Ross. Oh, see. Oh, see, that's a, di- that's a dynamic right there, then. Diana. Mariah Carey's the Aries. Yeah. Fergie. They be playing her music during Christmas. Keep everybody warm. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga is the Aries. Oh, yeah. Celine Dion. Oh, she, okay, okay. Eddie Murphy. Ah, oh, yeah. Jill fucking Scott. Yeah, Jill Scott. Jill Scott. You know it's an Aries right there. Robert Downey Jr., that's a true Aries. Yep. Pharrell. Oh, yeah, Pharrell. Paul Rudd. Yep. Let's see. A bunch of other white celebrities. Okay. <laughs> Seth Rogen, that's definitely an Aries. Emma Watson from Harry Potter, yeah. Martin Lawrence, Chance the Rapper, uh, yeah. okay. Jennifer Garner, Courtney okay. Kardashian. Courtney, oh yeah, she is an Aries. Her and Kendall are like my favorite ones. Kylie, she's cool. She's alright. Like I don't hate her, but I'm just kind of like, hey. also said well they said or like what I heard today because we were at the uh, doing an infusion today for uh, Claire and uh, she uh, they were talking about how the Kardashians have like a spinoff or something coming back to like Hulu or something like that like they're doing another season I'm like oh okay definitely been watching uh, Kanye's documentary on Netflix yeah but and Netflix, you suck for raising your prices again. Just, I just have to let you know that you, you suck for raising your prices. You know, oh yeah, they raise their prices like gas. 
Like, I'll tell you one thing, man. The key to surviving streaming services, if you know you got a family member that is on a streaming service, ask them to let you make a profile on their account. Get that password, mm-hmm. get that username, get that login. Done. For real, for real. You good. Hey, and, you... And, and ride and ride the family train. For real, because, like, I mean... Because I'm not paying for Netflix, but somebody in this house is. Shoot, I mean, hey, because I, like, what I do is friends or something like that. I'm like, hey, I, since I just got HBO Max, I'm about to, like, let my cousin, because he lets me use his Disney Plus, I'm like, hey, like, can you do this? And then I had, uh, did, like, Apple Share or something like that for Apple Music with my dad, my sister, and Claire, and like I was trying to convince my mom to get uh, like an iPhone, but I almost kind of want to switch the Samsung a little bit. I don't know why the Samsung 22 is looking pretty good. Like iPhone, you've been keeping the same style. I kind of want like an image change or some something drastic. Like I almost want it to be like a pair of phones at this well, point. Like, yeah, I'm like I'm not pinned against like being fixated on like sticking an iPhone but like if Samsung had a FaceTime type deal on there besides Google uh, chat or something like that I guarantee you or even if Sidekick came back I would definitely take my Sidekick like if you had touch screen technology like the screen on there and then had the keyboard capability I would I would go back that far. Like, that's good to sidekick. sidekick, bro. Like, T Mobile sidekick, that was my ish. Like, I had a sidekick in high school, oh, and I it. felt like I was like the biggest techie. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. I'm like, but this one girl from school, she lost my phone, and I was mad. I was livid, bro. I was big livid. I was like, she was like, oh, I don't, like, I, I promise you her boyfriend took it and she couldn't admit it to me. And she was like, I don't know what happened to it. This, 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 this. And I couldn't, like, report it or anything and be like, oh, they they got my phone. And, like, if they did, then they just probably gonna hide it somewhere. I wanted to, like, get it. It, it, it ain't serious. I to just check it up to the juices. So I was like, fuck it, okay. That's, like, the long line of histories of phones for me. I was like, okay. Each phone has a, a story detail behind it. That'd be kind of interesting animation, like, or, like, a, a you know. short skit of, like, how phones transition in somebody's life or, like, a perspective from the phone and just kind of be like, oh, what does a phone see on a regular basis? Look, I need, I need my phone to... I need, like, I, need, I need my phone to capture this because my tolerance is too fucking high. Ain't no way I should have finished this bottle. I'm done. Today. I literally got it today. I shouldn't have finished this shit today. Dang. No. Okay, so me and Claire, I'm, like, we I'm had... still sober. We had a... Oh, dang. We yes. had, like, a, a bottle of wine that's, like, about <laughs> this big. And we finished it. Or wait, no, is there still a little bit in there? I think there still is a little bit in there. 
you know, I might go in there and get it. But I told myself I was going to take a break off of it. See, temptation as well. Discipline. I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, so another thing I'm going to put in my calendar for this, these coming weeks is no alcohol because, well, <laughs> that just needs to be right it's like i only drink only if it's like celebration celebratory wise like i'm like okay you know i feel like celebrating i'm about to smoking like just kind of like i i kind of wanted to make mondays like my fast days from like not smoking and everything like because it sets the week so i'm like okay you know what I can like smoke Sunday and just have like an off day of like being mentally disciplined. Like, okay, you know what? Mondays fast, take a break from it, reconnect. Cause you're like through the whole week and you still want that same energy that you feel on a Monday to like transition throughout your whole week. So I'm like, okay. And even if I like implement it on certain days, to be like, okay, you know what? Monday or Friday, since Fridays are already lit, wide meat to smoke but I mean like if I have an edible then it's like okay cool well the thing is like when I smoke it's more like to chill like here's the thing here's why like sometimes when I go out I don't really need to drink first mm-hmm. of all I don't really care for getting drinks at bars and stuff so if I go out with like a group of friends and it's like we go to a club or we you know we walk around Oakland uh, you know do do whatever like Dude, I be having, I get those shot bottles at the liquor store, the little $1 mm-hmm. shot bottles. Uh, I stuff like eight of those bitches in my pants, bro. I, and I wear like the little, I wear like the little, uh, at, the athletic compression underwear. Mm-hmm. Bro, and I take like, I take like eight of those little $1 liquor bottles. Because, you know, by the end of the night, I mean, you paid for what? seven drinks at the most true on average a drink is seven to ten dollars depending on what you get but seven times seven is 49 so it's like you really want to spend that much when you can just or you better carry a flask around you can spend like carry a flask around you know in some places they pat you down so you gotta be careful where you put the stuff oh true I take like eight, eight of those little liquor bottles, you know, hide two of them in my shoes, like two in my pants, like two in maybe my jacket pocket, whatever I'm wearing at night, like, you know, and another two I just stuff in my underwear or something, like, bro, and people be like, I'm about to get another drink, I'm like, yeah, me too, but I'm gonna go to the restroom and take mine, so, like, I don't, I don't like spending that kind of money when I go out. Like that's just, I don't know. I feel like I'm at the point where, you know, that was fun when I was like, okay, 21 years old when I first could like go out and drink on my own shit. Fuck it. But you know, as you get older, like that shit don't matter no more. And you realize it's so much more effective to just like bring your own shit discreetly. Them, them bar drinks ain't worth it, bro. Let's be honest. When we drink, we drink to get the feeling, not the taste. So mm-hmm. I don't care about the fancy drink. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do though. I'm gonna shove those shot bottles in my pants. And when it's time for another drink, I'm gonna down that hole, toss it. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
that me that would be me smoking i like uh that's why i smoke more because i can cut out drinking for a week which i'm about to do i can cut out drinking for a week that's fucking easy but as far as like smoking like that's part of what keeps me off of antidepressants that's part of what and I researched recently but marijuana like actually has an effect on your muscles it helps the muscle growth mm-hmm. especially when you work out like my, when I was back head. in Texas or like whenever I used to live in Frisco me uh, cause I had an at home gym and stuff like that I would smoke a blunt in the morning or something like that or through if I didn't have class or something I'd smoke a blunt then I would go work out at my apartment's gym and I felt like when I was like more fit and stuff like that even when I was in Dallas at my old apartments I would like throughout the day smoke and then me and Matt Matt would smoke or then we would go back to uh, the the gym at the apartment and we would just work out or run or something like that and like the recovery for it for your muscles was like I was like thank you thank you for this but if you take CBD CBD is definitely good for that too that's true because at one point I was thinking like I definitely would want to put CBD in my coffee now that I think about it yeah because I hate whenever I get jittery but that's only when I drink coffee on an empty stomach that's why I'm like I can't drink coffee like back to back how I used to because I would be trying to do like coffee talks and stuff like that and be like oh I'm gonna have coffee this day and this day to get recordings and I'm like or it was convenient whenever I was in college trying to stay up but like now I'm like I know I can literally stay up to like six in the morning and be like what go to sleep and then wake up at one in the afternoon like my sleep schedule would be like what what are you trying to do sir like college sleeping schedule though. right like college sleeping schedule for AI oh was the bare minimum like I remember I used to be like up all night and would come to school and be like yeah I only I like shut my eyes for 10 minutes and then came up here to work on this project because I knew the school would be open like the early morning and there were classes that would last all the way till nighttime and you could stay there until like 12 or something before they'd be like okay we're locking up it's like those days was actually uh Udi he was he's an Aries who? uh my professor for uh, media arts oh Udi Udi yeah He's an Aries. His, his uh, birthday is on April Fools. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, um, my phone just answered, so I'm I'm still on the podcast, but I'm taking you with me. Hey, podcast on the go. Cool, cool. Is my laundry done? Another thing I want to talk about too, like, it's 
about resolution this and that, like, but cool. But, you know, when I think about New Year's resolutions and, like, these new goals that I have in mind, I think, like, uh, New Year's resolutions or goals, I think, like, okay, it's like, shit, okay, there we go, I think, like, you know, stuff that I actually want to accomplish, so it's like, maybe I want to, maybe I want to do this or that, but what what are the steps I'm going to take towards actually doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah, by actually implementing it throughout your day. Like it's it's little shit like um That's why I, most of the know? nighttime are my creative moments. That's why I feel like I get the most done throughout the day and when my brain is fully at rest, like I'll think about it and the project or what I wanna complete in that day and then I just kinda move based off that and be like, Okay, well I wanna work on animation stuff, so I'm gonna spend like an hour and stuff like that to do this i'm actually supposed to be doing this drawing challenge and it's like traditional drawing and i'm supposed to have like uh what is it uh 2500 drawings by the end of the year Mm -hmm. and it's like helping me with that consistency i haven't started it but like i mean i do it digitally and I feel like it's benefiting, but I feel like I would get more of a benefit of it if I traditionally did it too. And it's like allowing me to like mess with different mediums and get out of my comfort zone of like always doing digital. Like this tablet feels different than what my iPad would be just because it's like you can only do so much with it. But it also helps me like focus on like my technique and like how I want my art style to be and like being more mindful like that so it's just finding oh, what works that. for you i get that like because i saw it i was like i know this is a little bit bigger than the setup you usually have but you know i was kind of curious like as to how like you know is it working good like you prefer it and you know as opposed to the ipad like See, with, tools, with- tools are definitely necessary Whenever I get my apartment, I have to get a desktop monitor set up because I have to have an official setup area to do like some serious heavy duty editing. Yeah, that I I need to get me a new computer because like it's cool, like my the tablet works good on there, but it's just the fact if I had a computer like a tower and then had a like a, a big monitor. I'd be able to do like editing and stuff like that. Like if it was like a like a music studio. Like if I get a screen that big and then be able to be like, okay, I can actually do editing in here, but be able to do like video production and stuff like that, sound engineering. Yeah. But I'm like, that's future goals. Like that's where I, I wanna be. Like if I visually like I also that's like my homework for myself. I need to work on a vision board because I was literally talking to my mom the other day about uh, working for like Cartoon Network. So I'm like trying to build my portfolio and build like OCs and like design or like work on my portfolio to kind of like get into those industry jobs and like be able to have experience, even though. Oh, 
be like permanent but just be able to like have that under my belt and be like yeah i worked with cartoon network before and like motivated me to like be more like cartoon network or uh even warner brothers studio or even be streaming platforms if they started doing like originals and stuff like that i was like yeah to have that on your portfolio and be like yeah i worked with this and this animation company or like even my own animation company of just being like oh you have a team of animation or like people to like help you do directing or stuff like that like yeah dude dead ass because i was just thinking about that like you just reminded me um one of my one of my friends she went to uh, the art institute bro she graduated from there her name is emily greenwood mm-hmm. bro Yo. she huh Oh no, I was like, I think I remember. I think. Yo, you probably know her. Like, Did she's she... a blonde white chick. Like, bro, she, she's talented. She's literally, okay. So after, literally, right after she went to AI, she went to get her master's in film, um, in somewhere in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, after she left California, she came back to Texas. Bro, she got a job at AMS Studios as a video editor. Oh. Powered that out for a good year, year and a half. And then quit. Bro, now she's working at a whole animation studio. See? See? And I would get, like, emails. I get emails and stuff, like, from Disney recruiting uh, things, I guess, from the school. But I, like, I know how that would affect me mentally. Because, like, when it comes to animation stuff, you, you're you off social media just because you're, like, under social uh, social media construct or, like, where you can't share your work and stuff. So I would be, like, in the shadows. Or, like, a no competition agreement, kind of. Yeah, or, like, yeah, basically no competition, not telling, like, the story or the season and stuff like that. Like, really going off grid until that project is out and been, like... I'm like okay yeah you're like under oath like a contract oath of like anything that you create within there belongs to Disney it doesn't necessarily belong to you type deal mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like being your own contractor or being it like there's so many people who do like animations on YouTube who could literally just start an animation production studio on their own channel and just create their content like uh, I am tuned. He basically does uh, Barry Tales all by himself. I'm like, dude, that that's kind of cool. But to get to that level, like you're constantly working on, like going through your story arc of how each episode is and how you're improving and like making the characters. Like you already like built a rig for them and everything, and you're basically going through. You're basically going through the beginning of the pipeline of your production all the way to the end result once you post it on YouTube. And that's why I was like, and that's why I was like, you know what? I could turn this podcast into stuff like that. Or like, you know how even like Midnight Gospel, like if we get on some deep conversation (laughs) like that and I need to make snippets, I would take some of the audio that we say and like animate it because I was like, you know what? I need to start working on my animation and and it just be like... I forgot about Midnight Gospel, bro. And I remember (laughs) us talking about that shit. I I binged the fuck out of that show. 
not only with one but two friends, bro. I introduced him to that shit. One of my other friends was like, uh, you know, Justin Tremble. Yeah. Seven. Mm-hmm. The R and B singer. He um. Yeah, bro. We were watching that shit together and smoking. Him and his boyfriend were like at the time. Well, we were just sitting there watching that shit, and we were high as fuck, bro. <laughs> when he had his apartment in Arlington, he lives in Fort Worth now. Oh, uh, he lives in Fort Worth now? Hey. Yeah, Justin. Like, bro, I keep in contact with him every once in a while. I know he, he said he was definitely... I know we were still supposed to be trying to work on, like, uh, music video stuff and visuals for him. So, like, even whenever we do, like, behind-the-scenes Ready, Let's Grow podcast stuff, like, he being a future oh. artist that, like, basically that we work with and, like, have established work with, it's like, hey, that's cool. Yeah, this him is, uh, the, the new guy. Uh, almost no, he's going into he's going into a dead sound on now. It's the transformer. You turned into a whole transformer. <laughs> I was like, dang. I was like, yeah. <laughs> the bad fucking ass. He's a fucking ass. But I, I'm not gonna lie. It's some song he hops on. I'm like, bro, you better do your fucking thing. Because <laughs> I'm jamming. <laughs> right. For real, for real. You said that like, what? All his but I'm not gonna lie all his shit sounds the fucking same like I get bored of it I can't stand that nigga but bro it, it be sometimes when his shit comes on and I'm like bro this song is old as fuck but you you was hitting that hole I'm gonna give it to you wait I'm who it cause it, it cut out so like if you're listening to music I, I can't hear it uh the baby oh jeez yeah that's why I was saying like he's a fucking ass bro but It'd be some songs that he hopped on, like when he first came out, mm-hmm. and he was working with Meg and. Ah oh, dang, it ended it. No, let's see. Did it end it? Or no, it's still going. It just says that he's not.
All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, bro, has gone. Oh no, I think he's gone. <laughs> I'm like, dang. Yes, this stuff is very strong. I so I I'm a I'm a smoking be productive kind of person. Yeah. And this shit had me at work slumped. Productive but slumped. <laughs> it's just good. Try the cereal milk. The cereal milk. Actually, try that. It's a sativa. So yeah. give you that mm-hmm. high and that high. Okay, this weekend. Good. I'll probably just end up getting another eighth, to be honest. Because <laughs> my, my tolerance be too high. I, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> some, sometimes my tolerance be too high, but it's this shit. It's good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, like, that is good. The rest is good. But like I said, the cereal milk is a sativa. That's what I'm going to end up Because I got a couple of coworkers. Um, well, a couple of essays, bro, eh, that I smoke with on lunch break sometimes at work, and it is like, no, nah, they didn't smoke it yet, but they're going to smoke it tomorrow. <laughs> I said both of them ain't sick no more, and they can See? be at work. Exactly. Because, shit. <laughs> but I'm going to let you go, but okay. I cereal milk this weekend, and... I'm gonna let you know how the rest of this burns out. All right, babe. Let me know. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Have a good night. Come on. That's my baby. Yeah. Yeah. So my, so my plug. So, you know how I had the one in North Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yo. So this nigga right here. He just. I don't know. He became very unreliable. So oh, speaking yeah. of running businesses and shit, excuse me. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> running businesses and shit. Oh, this nigga fucked <laughs> up. Cause you know when you know when you smoke on a regular or you you know cannabis, mm-hmm. it's like okay, you don't tweak when you don't have any butt or whatever. But it's like at the same time, it's kind of like bro. If you say you available, or if you say, you know, you like... Like, I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for my, what I need, and you, you can't, re- I can't rely on you to get what I need. Bad, bro. Like... <laughs> had me mad as fuck, because I was like, it, it was... Oh, oh trust man. me. I've, I've had dealers, like, that, some Dallas dealers. I almost wanted to create an app of, like, dealers that were, like, legit, legit <laughs> cool, and like having to where the trash ones would be like bad rating it's like uber but for your dealer and be like you, you trash like you're not reliable and like but it would be like constructive but it help but it'd be like hey like you, you fucking up like you'd be dropping the ball sometimes like there'd be some times where i was like hey i, I need something they'd be like oh, i'm all dried out like i ain't gonna be able to get none until this 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 dude you know what? Like, no. Like, I'm going to tell you one thing. This deal I got now, I'm going to keep her. God damn it. I'm going to keep her because guess what? 
And right. people be talking shit about female plugs. They'd be like, oh, well, female plugs are not reliable. I'm like, you're full of shit. I said, because really? And all? He said, the audacity you have. I said, because in reality, female plugs are really the most reliable one. They're the most organized. You know, it's it's human nature at this point. Women are naturally more organized than us. They're more detail-oriented. As men, we think in terms of generalization. Yeah, yes, visual. Like, we're visual detail. people. Some of us think more in detail, but when you talk about masculine energy, you talk about the straightforwardness, the we're just going to do it, not the details of how it's going to get done. That's right. where feminine energy comes in to balance things out. But it's like, she has been consistent. I mean, it's been times where, you know, communication was a little dry, but you never know what's going on behind closed doors. You got to remember, these plugs are still human. Right, exactly. So, it's like, but the thing is, consistently, bro, I can rely on her. Like, it's not even, it's not even like, uh, I don't, it's not even a question. Like, I can, I can legit rely on her. Like, I don't have to worry about shit. Like, if I know I want some bud, or if I know I want some weed, like, just chill out, smoke, then I can go to her. She was even, like, recently... Mm-hmm. Oh, you Jim know what I got? <laughs> yeah, I heard this in the background. When this song first came out, I was like, it's low key mid, but like I listened to like the uh like some of the little parts the way the beat was going, I was like, this is I was like, I like SZA. I got to I got to play the underground SZA of TikTok that people don't know that's there or the underground Underground SZA, like SoundCloud well, like the SZA. Z album? Like SoundCloud SZA, yeah. Like Child's Play? Child's Play, Teen Spirit. Like, I still listen to those. Like, I'm like, well, that's whenever well, I was, was like the, heavy was the into. With Chance the Rapper, yeah. He, yeah. Hit that, he hit that. Cross my mm-hmm. heart with, uh, cross my heart with the host that with Peace of Mind. Oh, okay. As soon as that be rewind. Since since we on the top uh, topic of top dog entertainment, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Yes, bro. Yes, he hit that bitch, bro. He no, hit that. he be having. Okay, so like me and Claire will take a gummy and we'll listen to like uh <laughs> balling and flossing, and like that mm-hmm. whenever like balling and flossing by Chance the Rapper, that shit is a combination of brandy. And uh, Chance the Rapper, and then this, I didn't know I needed it until I needed it. But Claire had turned it on in the car, and all of a sudden it was peanut butter jelly on the baseball bat. It'll break out back. Peanut butter jelly on the baseball bat. I was like, what? I was like, bro, bro, the dopamine my brain has off of that. Why? Why would you go there? Why would you go there? Would you do it again? Oh, you're tired. The thing I like about SZA, bro, is when uh, she gets those vocals, it's, and people don't understand, I said, some people were sent to this planet to save R&B. SZA is one of them. Hey, when she hit that, when she released a hit different with Ty Dolla Sign, bro, the combination of that song and that music video, hey, that shit was on point. No, somebody like, did you know those YouTube covers where they like randomly have people like pop up and be like they'll do 
like edits and it was like SZA and Summer Walker and it was for uh Bloodstains and it was for the Bloodstains on my shirt you know that whole TikTok viral deal and I'm like okay but man I love me some Summer Walker bro Summer Walker was truly here to say whenever you used to come over and you would play that one music video and I was like the visuals for that bitch was like I was like hold up Summer Walker be hitting that shit bro she be she be really. Bro, I want to see some it, more party next door in uh, Summer Walker. Yeah, oh, uh, I don't think you know. Yeah. I just want my go. Yeah. You know what? I wonder what Rico Nasty, Rico Nasty, and Summer Walker. Or Summer Walker and Megan Thee Stallion, I would. I, those are two different categories. I've been but, always saying they should collab, bro. But the thing is, like, when these artists collab, they have a certain vision in mind. So it's like, what would they do? Like, obviously they could collab, but it's like, what would they do? Like, for real. Because I mean, Megan Thee Stallion should collab with just about everybody you can think of. I think I think Megan Thee Stallion should collab with Bun B. She's from yeah. Houston. She, yeah, she really has that Houston twang in her voice and her style, bro. And she she really needs to collab with more people from her hometown. Hear me, bro. Hear she me has out. Houston in her, bro. Hear me out. Roy Woods and Megan Thee Stallion or Post Malone. Post Malone could work. Yeah, they could make a banging ass track. Hey, but. I've been thinking about like who could go with Summer Walker because Summer Walker is one of my favorite R&B artists right now. Lucky Day, because that nigga needs his flowers. That nigga needs his flowers. What was that? uh, Roll some more or his? uh, uh, What was that song he was in? uh, With Kilani or uh, he he did a song with uh, Savine Streeter, I think. Like that shit. Get you all up in your feelings. Oh, fashion. Get you all up in no, your feelings. No, uh, SZA and Frank, they need to stop playing and drop that song that they worked on, or Frank need to drop that snippet of The Weeknd that he sung. Like, you're playing with me. And then there's this one artist that almost sounds I miss the like weekend, Frank. Bro. The Weeknd, yeah. I miss his but, old shit, like Trilogy. His when new he was, stuff. Like, really awesome R&B shit. Yeah, bro. What was it that one song coming down? Where he yeah, was like, uh, I only want you when I'm coming down. Yeah, and it had that it had that nineties R and B guitar strum to it. I was like, yes. I was like, nigga, you better fuck that shit up, Bruh, Like the melodies from that. If sit like power is power yeah, with right. uh, Travis Scott, SZA, and uh, 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 wait, Travis Scott. SZA and The Weeknd Power is Power that that song still hit like the 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 juxtaposition and all their like styles and it coming together in their own type of way was like melodical yes it, it was the remix for it the uncut the extended version of Love Galore love it like it was good the way it was originally and it's good with Travis Scott 
but I feel like it was at it. It's at its peak with the the unreleased version that's on YouTube. I'm like, you did, hey, bro. You gotta say, you gotta say, bro. The weekend, like back in his like R and B era, bro. House of Balloons. Like the other day, we were playing. So, bro, we were playing Brawlhalla, and like it's this one character named I Diana. It, it's fun as fuck. You should definitely like if you have PlayStation, definitely add us because we like me and Claire will just get on there and we'll just be practicing and sparring and we'll play with Matt Matt, we'll play with Savion and Oscar and shit and we just have a brawl night. It get intense because we just be like whole dynamic like playing online and just be like you just hear the personalities. I want to be able to get on Twitch and start like streaming Twitch stuff for podcast stuff. So like if we have game nights or something like that, it's like cool throughout the day and stuff and we just edit it and be like oh yeah join us like on Fridays for like live streams and stuff like that if one of us can't make it then like there's more people to like actually be on there but be able to have that audio transition from Twitch to on the computer I'm like yeah yeah we got we, we got it we got this here we got this here yeah. I only want you when I'm coming down. I only want you when I'm coming down. Right now, right now, right now. Oh. I'm done. I'm done. He said, he said, pop again. I'll try to quit again. <laughs> Bro, I, I love that fucking album. That nigga, he... Bro, I don't know what he was thinking when he made that album, what kind of coke he was on, but that, that motherfucker, he did that shit. I said, you know what? I'm going to fuck with this fool. Because people were like, The weekend, The weekend, blah, blah, and that. I was like, I don't know who y'all talking about. And I finally listened to Trilogy. I was like, boy. I said, as a certified R&B head, I'm fucking That better be in your archive. That better be in your archives. That's all. It I better be in your fucking archives if you are a true R&B fan. You can say what you want about the weekend. People say he make Planet Fitness music now. Right, like I'm which like is funny as hell, and it's true. But at the same time, that fool, you forget that fool is a true R&B artist. The way he brought broke when that song started coming down, and you hear that guitar strum that. I was like, bro, in that bass. I was like, bro, I said, you better, you better fuck that shit up like this is a boys to men track. <laughs> exactly. I was exactly. like, bro, you better fuck it. And then Thursday, not on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but on Thursday. Thursday. What's, what's, see, Thursday, Thursday's a love day. Like, I'm like, you got scissors saying the weekend, and you got you got the weekend saying the Thursday. So that that album was like when I first got into high school type stuff. Like that, both and both of us got into high school, bro. Because I remember it was freshman year of high school. Yeah. When the fucking album came out, everybody was on that phone. And I used to always bro. get like my music information from people in Dallas, or it'd be like, because yeah. uh, that's where like the music capital was was in Dallas and everything. And then everybody'd be like, oh yeah, we got new artists in Dallas and stuff like that. I'm like, oh okay. Like there's uh. Who else is it? It's uh, I forget what his name is now. 
And it reminds me of Dallas just because I had an excellent gallery. So it was just kind of like, what that song, like sometimes you, you can't go back to that. Like it makes, literally takes you back to that time. And be like, what the hell? What, yeah. what is this? What is this? And he hit that. He said, forget what you know. Make yourself at home. Cause baby, when I'm finished with you, you won't want to go outside. Exactly. <laughs> he, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. And, and then also the, uh, what was it? We are the happy house. Yeah. Happy no, House of Balloons is my top favorite. Yeah. House of Balloons had that shit, bro. And uh, Echo of Silence. Echo so, of Silence. Weekend, you ever notice yeah. the storyline to his album streak? It doesn't matter what album he switches to or goes along. His, it's the whole character in all his albums. So House of Balloons is when he's first getting used to fame. And he's getting used to like being around drugs and bitches all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, a bunch of temptation. He's a, he's a newbie. He's and like the euphoria is, of like music. Yeah. Like this is like but what it is before playing. Yeah, exactly. The weekend to me is he portrays everything through R and B. It's the dark side of R and B, the dark side of pop culture. So it's like. Um, like he goes through that his beginner, his newbie phase and then in Thursday the mixtape Thursday is when he starts to get deeper into the lifestyle when it becomes his norm when he does have a main chick you know where he does have to worry about somebody's heart when he's realizing what he's doing to somebody and what they're doing to him it's him starting to understand his relationship with everything. But in Echoes of Silence, the last mixtape of Trilogy, is when he starts to realize, you know, maybe it's not these bitches that are tripping sometimes. Maybe I'm full of shit. You know, maybe, you know, maybe I need to take responsibility. That whole Trilogy album was a whole fucking storyline and people don't even realize it. You watch the music videos, and the way he portrays this shit, he had a whole music video in anime, bro. Yeah. The music video for The Knowing. Oh, yeah. Kiss was, Lane. Uh, Kiss Lane for that. That was... I know everything. See, you about to make me go back into... I'm about to start making playlists again. Just like so listen to this music again. I'm about to start making playlists for the podcast. And just I know everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The party, the party, and the after party. 
was always like a vibe sesh. Like when we would have hot box sessions for like smoking and stuff, we'd just be in the car. This be like very low and everybody's just like sitting in the car chilled and just be like with your, what, what was it? He's like with your high heels, something, something. Yup. But my favorite part was like, uh, okay, you remember uh, the song EXO slash the host? Mm-hmm. Where my favorite part was the second half of that song where the beat broke down and it got slow. He said, "Hide me, hide me, something yeah. from you." Yo. Yeah, you already trying. Yeah. And there's a lot of love to pass around. Uh, that's when music love. was like really. And the night's almost done. And who you came with is already gone. Right. Say that you want me. But I remember who you are. Bro, bro, bro went there. Ago, didn't think you'd go this far. I got a test for you. You think you want my heart. You're right. Well, baby girl, you had it all. That's just something that I need from you is to meet my boys. <sighs> Yeah. And they can make you ride. And if you get too high, baby, come over here and just ride it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro. Just ride it out. I'm about to get back into my weekend bag. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, that motherfucker has some kids. Yo. And I remember every single word to some of that shit, bro. That was a decade. That was childhood. I remember, like, that just reminds me of, like, White white Owls. When I used to smoke White Owls and, like, Swisher Sweets, that reminds that goes that far back. Don't make me make you fall in love with a nigga like me. Nobody needs to fall for me in love. Part A, the birds part one was the shit. It had that militaristic uh, beat to it. Kind of like marching, stepping. Mm. The second part, bro, the birds part two, when he, when he got, when it got darker and he was like, what'd he say? Don't you fall for a nigga like me. <laughs> like me. Like me. Boy. Or what was it that? Oh, Rolling Stone, bro. He said. That guitar, those guitar strums on that, I love it. I love it. Thinking about it, you know you've been thinking about it. 
Okay. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I know I got my with Ready to Let's Grow podcast, y'all. Hey. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was my fucking album back in high school, man. I used to bump that shit 24-7. I loved that fucking album. I would go to sleep to that. That yeah. uh, Drake's Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, like, Take Care album. That, Whoa. yes. Houston, Atlanta, yeah. Vegas. You speaking, yo, let me see if that's on Spotify. <laughs> hey. That's my shit. And, you just uh, reminded me. That's my shit. I miss old Drake, bro. Yeah, see, old Drake that made was, shit. Okay, appreciate that wasn't Drake. Drake. That was say that wasn't Drake. That was Drizzy. Yeah, that was Drizzy back then. Because it's a difference between Drake and Drizzy. Every true Drake fan uh, fan knows that. Yeah. The difference between Drake and uh, Drizzy. Jersey was the the coating cut like the sprite and the purple 
Why do you think he worked with Future now? I don't know why, but this in the winter or winter or fall time just smacks. Like yes. smoke sessions in the car with this song just hit. That November 18th be You know them niggas from Canada, them the weekend and Drake. The fall yep. time is their prime. Yep. That's why like the song by the weekend, the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that OVO XO thing. I'm. I was sad whenever I found out they had beef and stuff like that. I was like, dang. And I was like, man. But hey, it, it's the past. So. Yeah, I don't know the kind of song, so it's a little bit better. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's yeah, sitting over here. <laughs> nice. But I definitely, for content reasons, though, I wanted us to touch on some last, like, questions or, like, points or anything. Yeah. To close uh, out. So, so for, uh, what else? Uh, oh, also a question I was going to ask you. 
how does it feel to be in the state where anti-trans, uh, uh, where they passed the anti-trans law? I think that it's stupid that they did that shit because it's like, I don't know, I, I feel like every day in the world, like, we count more. It's like, on, they're like, they're like on the spectrum, but they don't want to give me straight answers. Like, okay. <laughs> it's like, do you support this group or do you have respect for them or not? Like, do you, right. do you really, truly, like, you really truly have respect for this group or do you, are you just, you know, throwing in like a public display of support? Yeah, are you just trying to get the politic, like the public eye to like? I mean, not even the public eye. You're trying to like, even it almost gets into the like almost like same category as like uh, them not teaching Black history in school. Like it's almost getting to that point, and then it's like then y'all talking about like abortions and stuff like that and how women should deal with their bodies and I'm like what oh no this is getting a little bit too uh, yeah, I'm like, cis were, white men y'all were just you know y'all pushing control too much and that's why I <coughs> that's why I speak out about that shit cause I'm like I don't know it's like one demographic of people that they do not expect people to they do not expect to speak out about certain things is black men Exactly. That's because black men are seen like as the epitome, like the the tough side, the the tough persona, the <clears throat> the facade that's put on to lead people into the thought of um, there being, you know, a perfect balance with masculinity only, and that's not the truth. So, basically, I don't know. It's like, thinking about this shit, it drives me crazy because it's like, I don't feel like we should have to argue whether another human's life capable of raising a child or not based on like what they are you know Mm -hmm. it's like like there's just there's a lot of generalizations and not enough people looking at the details and looking at things like the emotional tolls that come with these decisions same kind of people who who like make decisions in their daily life and don't give a shit about how it affects others you know what I mean so it's mm-hmm. like when we talk politics, I'm tired of talking about like the small talk and shit. Like when I that talk politics, is I get just... to the point, I'm like, you know, let's get to the fucking point. Let's just get to the point and acknowledge what the fuck is wrong. It's that people generally have an issue when it comes to their moralistic standpoint. That is what politics comes down to nowadays. And that's all it ever mm-hmm. is. And what people don't realize is that it doesn't matter what fucking party you go for an election or whatever it, it's all a rather than figure out ways to come together and solve issues on a common level right because the people at the top want to see a struggle and the way to keep us struggling is to have us distracted and focus on the wrong things these motherfuckers are worried about being frugal saving money and investing 
and figuring out how to be at the top of the pyramid when it comes to the money world. Meanwhile, they have us worrying about what the fucking Kardashians are doing in their free time. Who mm-hmm. gives a fuck what some celebrity is doing in their free time? I don't give a fuck about that shit. What I want to know is how I can get to those people's level so that I can help everyone else out. Because right now where I'm at, let's be honest, I'm not in a position to just give handouts, help this person, that person, just because, you know, it feels nice to do it. No, it's, it's, it's a such thing as preserving your fucking energy. And some people just don't get that. It's the it's preserving your energy and really just like knowing what it is you need to do to like it like knowing what you really do to be what you need to be. Mm-hmm. Like like it's just I feel like things now are better when point because it's like people don't really be thinking shit and when they think about politics like well they're like you know it's a big by a cop and died even though they weren't and I'm like well if you have any kind of sense or any kind of emotional intelligence and you know that it happens, it causes, it causes a lot of, and it's not the same. Yeah. Knowing that that happened to someone that you love, like that, that does something, and people don't, let alone that, it, but a future. I cops every day. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm like, Brianna Taylor, do you? Regardless of who case you say, what my point of view says is that y'all ran in here while this woman was asleep and shot her multiple times. Her, she's dead. Her boyfriend's alive. Why y'all shot her and she was dead asleep, bro? She, she literally like. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, like y'all, y'all are so mad that, that we are raising our voices over this, you know, bringing conflict to this shit. Mm-hmm. What y'all are failing to understand is a whole family. They are right. suffering mentally. They're suffering mentally because they don't know how to make sense of what's happened. You know, for all we know, it's for years they were seeing these cases happen on TV and on the news and shit. They never thought it would happen to someone close to them. And mm-hmm. it fucking did. It fucking did. And like, what's uh, Ahmad Aubrey, oh, the dude yeah. who is running in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to think about that. Like, what if that happened to your fuck? Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna go dark. I'm gonna cut off this light because I'm sitting in my cul-de-sac. Okay. And I'm not trying to have everybody see me and shit, but. Okay. Basically, uh, I'm still here. Um, but Ahmad Aubrey, it's like, it pissed me off because it's like, dude, these guys murdered him out of cold blood. Like, yeah. you watch the video, the way they handle shit, like, 
Mm-hmm. He's minding his own business, and y'all just drove up and decided like, this is this is really like what we should do right now because we have this much hatred for you. Like you don't look like us, so right. we fucking off you. Like you know, you know, mutilate your fucking body. You Just know, this. recreate, recreate fucking Emmett Till, and then. You know, have the nerve to sit there in front of his family in court, knowing you have that kind of advantage over the fucking law. That shit is sick to me. It's fucking sick to me. And I literally, I ended a fucking friendship with somebody I was friends with at AI. Because this dude is white and he sent, he replied to one of my story posts, some Mm -hmm. sarcastic ass shit. And I was like, dude, you know. I was real with him, you know, a man to man, like, you know, if you got a fucking problem with me or you got something you need to say, you get off your chest, you know, you can fucking say it because I'm not the type to sit here and try and maintain a fucking friendship just because I want to bypass shit. Right. Like, it, it was like, dude, first of all, fuck you. OK, let's let's start right there. So, you know exactly where my mind is at. Let's start at Fuck you. And then two, let's go on to. Why the fuck you felt the need to even say that shit in the first place? Because exactly. you're, you're you're angry that I publicly announced that our friendship is over. I did it because I needed people enough to know what it really means to let go of something that is not good for you, or two, something that is really like you know not right. Mm-hmm. You know something's not right. Like you you've noticed something in somebody for a long time, and you can't get can't grasp like what it is about them that just don't feel right that's mm-hmm. what it was because the fool was mad it's like wow i saw that and i was like i felt some kind of way i was like okay well you should have exactly i'm like because i'm i'm announcing this to people because i'm like wow like it's not like i tagged your name firstly enough it's like but it's like wow like i can't believe i'm actually you know going through this like i'm actually, i can't believe i'm actually dealing with this that's what it felt like Mm-hmm. So it's like what y'all fail to realize is there's emotional, there's emotional aspects attached to shit like this. People just don't get it. Like they don't. So I got tired of arguing, and I was like, you know what? Um, we we talked. We were like drunk as shit. It was three a.m. We were at my homeboy Tio's apartment, and I was like, I want to meet up with you face to face to talk to you because I don't feel like just texting shit, just cutting it. I was like, we need to talk face to face and we need to talk about like, you know, the shit that you said, like how I felt about it yeah. and whatnot. And I'm like, dude, it's crazy because it's like, you know, you know that you're not crazy. It's like, you know, something's wrong. So socially, it's wrong, you know, mm-hmm. morally, it's wrong. So when you try to speak up about it, it's like you get this, you get this paranoid feeling like shit. You know, I know it's not right. I need to call it out, but if I call it out, it's gonna have these consequences in this certain circumstance. See, that's and where... people don't people don't understand that's the reality of being like of color. Right. Is having you know in certain situations having to really hold yourself back because you can end up in you having a job loss 
could end up in you. You know, it's shit that you should call really call out, but don't. Because you, you do it for your own peace of mind. Because I need to keep my job. I need to make my money. Fuck these people at work. Or fuck these people, you know, in my little circle that are not just, you know, coming up to the bar. Like, it is what right. it is. <clears throat> but going through shit like that, just let me know, like, who are actually genuine and that's that's why I just I've never been the kind of like quantity over quality type of person I've been all I've always been quality over quantity mm-hmm. so if I'm really gonna share ideas with somebody and I'm gonna pass like you know shit back and forth and have a true discussion mm-hmm. then it needs to be like with someone who is I'm willing to do that with people who really have an open mind understand where others are coming from Mm-hmm. have different and focal just, lenses and stuff like that like with women like, things just, that you can't talk about but a woman that's actually experiencing it can actually speak firsthand and open eyes to masculinity or to like other people's perspective or just kind of like but not also like not seeing it as a downfall but also seeing it as growing wiggle room like like sure you can have your opinions and stuff like that but as long as you're being accountable and like still trying to learn this stuff yeah it's like it's like believe what you want but don't attack somebody for like believing uh, another thing or like being a different you know or not or mm-hmm. not being traditional right exactly because it's like it's like have an open mind and understand why they do what they do and that's what pe- people will fail to have the ability to do nowadays is open their mind, understand why people. <coughs> oh my God, this shit's strong. But um, really, people <coughs> people like the ability to open their mind, and understand why some people do the things they do. When you mm-hmm. open your mind and you allow yourself to understand why people do the things they do. <coughs> You no longer have to ask yourself, why does this person do that? Why do they do that? You you can understand why they do certain shit based on, like, some of the shit that comes out their mouth. Right. Or, like, their demeanor in general sometimes. Like, it's like, you know, it's like you pick up on shit like that, but it's like... <clears throat> and it's not even you being passive or anything. It's just you observing it. Like, I you, know... You, you're an observer, like sometimes I know from an observer like that's why I get livid with people or I like get livid on social media or whatever like you know what and like people be like oh like who are you talking about like people back home like it's cool and stuff like that but like I don't know like sometimes it like I'll be too available or wear my heart on my sleeve that I'm effort into it and then when I don't get that reciprocated and then I blow up online, it's making it seem like I'm just like mad at the world and I'm like, or like somebody owes me something. I'm like, no, no. I'm not just talking about what I really feel, like, you know? Right, exactly. It's like I'm trying to cope with it in a, like, because uh, getting a psycho a therapist is, isn't easy. So, like, yeah. It, and it costs a lot of money to have like sessions and stuff. Sure, that's like going into your mental health, but like, 
in all actuality how many black people have the opportunity to have mental health care or like a therapist as like almost like a doctor think about areas that are predominantly black areas where they don't even make that shit accessible and if it is accessible it has to be all the way down several streets it's always on the other side of town where the rich white folks are at you know and I was thinking about that the other day I was like you know what I said the problem isn't that the problem isn't that we don't have the money or don't have resources to make certain communities better it's just that excuse me certain people at the tequila burp but (laughs) certain people at the top know that you know there, there are some people, you know, when it comes to certain ethnicities, races, whatever, that mm. just have certain limitations or certain beliefs, you know, therefore we control them through that. Like, it's people in the fucking hood who, okay, that's nice, I get it, you have a fucking Corvette. Great, you have a Corvette, so you got a six-figure car, mm-hmm. let's look at your home and where you're living at. That car is likely to get you shot and robbed where you live at. So you just spent six figures on a vehicle or started the payment for one. Not knowing that some of these niggas in this fucking neighborhood, they will really run up on your ass. For real, for real. So, homie, you you focus on a whip because your favorite rapper told you, oh, gotta get the vet get that Lamborghini you got that shit now you still living in the same area now you got niggas jealous of you now you got niggas wanting to come and pow 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 you know give me a vehicle bro <laughs> pow, pow, pow. for real you you dead like no why would you have eyes on you like that in the community in the area like that so you could have just went and got I don't know a fucking Civic or something or a, fuck, a car like mine, like a 2015 Chevy Malibu, you know? Mm-hmm. Something decent for you to ride around in. Something that's sustainable, you know, for the years to come. It may be man... Everything man-made is bound to break down at some point. But, you know, you get you at least something that's a little new. Ride around in it, you know, go to work, you know, go to the gym. Whatever you need to do in it, take care of it and shit. That's your baby. Mm-hmm. But you gonna get a fucking Corvette and you still living in an area like this? You still you you got a Corvette, but like the water's barely working. You know, right? Barely got food you know, in your house. It's, it's torn like down. That. You're in an area where it's undeveloped, and they don't give a fuck about y'all, bro. That's, exactly. That's what some people fail to understand. It's like I don't give a fuck about you having a Gucci purse or a Corvette or these materialistic things. You still live in the fucking hood where even if you did have that shit, they'll rob you for it. Exactly. They'll jack your shit, bro. Like, one of my favorite movies is Friday. It's because it shows the reality of what happens in the fucking hood. And Mm -hmm. it just so happened to be in the middle of South Central LA in that movie. Well, sometimes you think about it that where they say, like, the saying goes, you boy, or you can't take the boy out of the hood. 
but or you can't bring the hood to the boy, but or something like that. But it's a long. You can't take life. the you can't take the boy out of the, or it's like you can take the boy out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of a boy. So exactly. basically, no matter where he goes, he's still gonna carry those tendencies. Exactly, and so sometimes it's like we have that mentality or like not even that mentality but that's just how society sees us and we're like set in these uh these generational like it, or like but we're like been doing good to like for advancements but like bringing recognition to it and actually like being heard is like within the government it's it's hard it but I feel like the government caters to cis hetero white males who only think like type A. I'm like, okay, so you're feeling like your lifestyle should be the way it is. Like you should be able to go home, be comfortable with your wife and have all this money in the bank. Wow. Well, you get people to like publicly her. ruin everybody else's lives. Or ruin exactly. a group of people, people's lives. Like that's not that's that's not okay, and I, I have a problem with that, especially when what was it Snowpocalypse we had last year here in mm-hmm. fucking Texas. And they still haven't paid off that power grid. Uh, I'm like, or even come up with a compromise for that. I'm like, yeah, y'all. I was so me. fucking mad because I was like, I thought about it. I was like, now I said, our governor, we're in Texas, okay? Our mm-hmm. governor. Oh man! Besides, well, we're the Lone Star State. Let's just let's just separate it from everything else. You know, it don't matter. Like, we'll just you know, with Lone Star State, we'll have our own power grid. Great. So we got that. Now check this out. Snowpocalypse comes, and there's like different parts all over the fucking country that are just getting frozen, frozen, frozen. Oh, it gets to Texas. Guess what? We don't have a backup electricity supply because what? We're not connected to the rest of the fucking U.S. Right, y'all are. And these motherfuckers decided, well, that's gonna be the best idea because guess what? We're the Lone Star State. We don't need anybody. Guess what? Your fucking pride got you, you fucking idiot. And and then Ted Cruz had the nerve to go to fucking Cancun with his family, knowing that they had shelter. Knowing they had shelter here in the in fucking Texas, that was perfect enough for them to survive. This shit didn't make no sense to me. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people's power didn't go out. The power in our house, it did not go out. Mm-hmm. It never went out. We never lost, like, internet, nothing like that. We had access to all this shit. The only thing I was missing during that fucking shit, because I couldn't drive anywhere, was weed. And a little liquor. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I say that because when you're stuck in the house like that, I'm sorry, but I'm not about to be sober through all this. Yeah. I'm a smoke. I'm a smoke. I'm a I'm gonna have myself a little drink. I'm gonna enjoy the weather, you know, enjoy a little fire or something like you know? Like right. I'm gonna enjoy myself. Like and it was like and I was sitting there, I was like, you know, I can't do this. I I think I tried maybe once to go get weed and then I realized how slippery the roads were and I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. Nope. Me being from Oklahoma, if there's snow or ice on the ground, I'm not I'm not driving. I'm 
sorry. I, I hate to tell you I told you so, but I don't know who this man is. Like, you thought you thought I was coming out in some snow or ice? Nah. Like my sister I every week last year in fucking snow and black ice. Mm-mm. Nope. And I told A when I got there, my coworkers actually showed up and they were just as pissed as I am because we had to be there. Bro, guess what? Not only did it take all of us forever to get there because we had to drive at 20, 30 miles per hour all the way mm-hmm. there. Keep in mind, I live in Grand Prairie by SGP, South Grand Prairie High School. Oh, dang. That's where I went to high school at. Oh, shit. I mean, Matt Matt, he stays in uh, Euless. I don't know how far that is from Grand Prairie. I know it, it's probably About like... 30 minutes, maybe? Okay, yeah, because he's like 30 minutes away from it. Like, his mom and them stay in Grand Prairie. Hey, I'm going to tell you, like... Okay, like, honestly... DFW is very small if you really think about it. Like, for me, you know, people say it's funny because I meet people who live, and it's funny because I meet people who live in different areas of like Texas. Mm-hmm. Like this one dude um, that I was hanging out with um, a few times not too long ago was like, he was like, "Yeah, I just moved here from Ohio," like. I was like, okay, so what made you move to Dallas? He was like, well, my company had, like, a branch out here and blah, 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 and the pay was available, and I'm able to hold up an apartment and shit. I was like, okay, cool. So, like, I was like, but what in particular, like, what particularly made you say, okay, Dallas, like, I'm going to stay here? Because I'm always, like, I'm always, like, wondering about that. Because my, my ex is from Atlanta, and I, even I was like, well, what made you move to Dallas? Like, I'm just genuinely curious, because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I just like to know those kind of things about people. Like, what made you what made you move down here, you know? Right. It's like, what? Because I'm not... Like, what's I'm not your soul mission to move out here, or like... Because I want to ask questions. I want to know details. I want to have the receipts. Like, I want to know who I'm dealing with. So I'm like, are you just here for a short time? Like, what's like, what's up? Like, or are you here for a resume builder? Like, you're going to move back to your hometown? Like, what's what's going on? Because I, I want to know, like, I'm not going to waste my time with people. Everybody, everybody who knows me knows this. And I told my ex that. I was like, everybody who knows me knows this. I'm not wasting any fucking time on shit that is not going to feed me long term. You know this about me. My other friends know this about me. I have a very short patience and I am very quick with the cutoff. Like I'm not I'm not about to play games. I I like my life to be progressive. Okay? Most of us do, but some of us are more willing to work towards it. What I'm not gonna do though is waste like time. So I, I I appreciate being able to have people to sit down and have conversations like this with because you know just having genuine people, genuine people to talk to, genuine people to have in your life, genuine people 
who want to discuss wanna the see same you thing. like progress or grow and like want to see you grow want to see you progress like that feels good that feels mm-hmm. really good like i i think um i was talking with someone recently and they were like they were like josh you're just distant from everybody and i'm like yeah i know like what's your point they're like well like you don't just like hit people up or reach out more i'm like no because i'm at the point where i feel like if someone really wants to be in contact with you they'll be in contact with you so like when you and claire like reply to my stories and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that kind of shit lets me know like you know people genuinely want to be in contact like Mm -hmm. like and i pay attention to shit like that because i'm like some of the people I've had to deal with in the past few years, I'm just like, man, y'all, I'm sorry. Y'all can, y'all can scat. Because at this point, I'm like, the more, the older I get, the more I'm starting to realize, I'm, I'm going to be 25 this April. Aww. I'm going to be 25. I remember when I was 25. How old are you now? 28. I'll be 29 in November. Yeah. So you already know, like, you're, you're almost my cousin's age. Like, bro, it's, I don't know, it's the older you get, the more you just realize, like, the bullshit is not it, so. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm just glad I can have conversations like this with people and, like, like, there's people who are, like, genuinely want to do more than just reach out for like oh i need to borrow like 50 dollars or you know some shit like that like and then like people like when i'm not busy it's like nobody's like nobody hits me up but when i'm busy and i'm like got this people are like oh like it'd be like oh my god wyd Right, like, or oh, let's let's see what your, uh, or they kind of like try to patch back up in my life. Mine's is more like when I go back to my home city, and it's just like, just knowing that dynamic change. And I know sometimes it's like it gets to a point where you actually let people go, and then they like reoccur in your life, and you're just like, what? Okay, and it also like helps with your like development as you like if you do it like in an introspective way to be like oh well yeah you know what normally like whenever you come around I normally felt like this this and this like to feel feelings versus like uh like saying going back to uh just kind of like that genuine like like you said, like people who generally care will like check on you and stuff like that. And I feel like when I check in on people and stuff like that, it's not reciprocated, but I also keep in mind that like maybe their aspect of life is different. Maybe they're in a different chapter of their life versus like what I've been going through. I do through. think about that too. You know, it's helpful to think about that, but you also have to be logical too. For sometimes. real. You gotta be logical and you gotta understand when you're overgiving. That is one thing I had to learn this, this past year. It's like, you have to learn when you are overgiving. 
and you gotta put a stop to that shit. And let's see, where am I at? All right, so my phone battery is on one percent. I have to head out soon, but uh, I, I just want to say, like, yeah, you do have to know when you're overgiving to something, when you're doing too much, when you're you're putting in more work than you have to be. Like when you're really just like compensating for some shit that's not even your responsibility. Mm-hmm. In the and first, you gotta. Oh, dang, this phone got dang. Well, guys, we'll tap back into this episode. Uh, if y'all like what y'all see, definitely tune in to the podcast on uh, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, YouTube channel is going to be coming up soon and we're going to get a lot of visuals and everything from that so thank y'all for joining us like we say here on the show the more you know the more you grow